two brothers. One podcast. It's Smackmouth Fantasy Football. This is the Smackmouth Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, sultry tones and voice himself, dynasty owner of the Warmest regards, D1 owner of iKarim Fatidis, Sean, joined by your co-host, Dynasty GM of the FFT, and D1 GM of Broncos Country. Sit, Sit down. down. <laughs> or do high knees in the aisle. Connor. Jeez. Hello. Uh, a, a day late. Daily. But not a dollar short. Definitely not a dollar short. Another day, another dollar, as they say. Uh, both have different another backgrounds day. tonight. Oh. Yep. You're in a different location. I just moved my desk. Yep. I'm in uh, Weatherford, Texas. Still have a cow themed the, uh, something at, behind you, though. At the in-laws. Yep. He's a he's he's a Western guy for sure. Got a here you go. Got. A, Oh, cowboy cowboy hats. Cowboy wow. hats and... Are those knives on the wall? Yes. They are uh, Roy Rogers uh-huh. knives. Big Western Must be guy. important. Yep. Anyways, uh, tonight, in the midst of Thursday Night Football, we have a full Dynasty recap. D1, we've got some trades to talk about. We have a week eight previews, D2, Pirates, Dad Jokes, Halloween Weekend. Let's get in to the D1. Weekly Review. And I will start us off this week with the biggest matchup in the league, which featured the Nompton Division leaders, Warmest Regards, against the 5-1, and one, but second in the in the name of science division, the archive. And boy, this one was close. Um, <clears throat> the archive was down by eight going into Monday night football. They had a full Mooney plan, but only got a half Mooney because he got less than eight points. The Warmester guards pulled it out 178.98 to 178.34. So the Warmester guards pulled off by six tenths of a point to move to five and two on the season, move a game closer to the top of the league and remain at the top of the Nompton division. The warmest regards MVP this week. It's boring, but it's Patrick Mahomes, 25 for 34, 423 yards, three touchdowns and three plays over 40 yards. That's 35.9 points. That's good enough for QB two on the week, but only fourth overall because of some huge weeks from some RBs, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And the LVP for my team is me. Uh, I chose myself because I chose to have Kenyon Drake in my starting lineup. And I did Idiot. not get the memo, apparently, that Gus Edwards was going to take over his lead back. 
It's and okay. Left- Gus Edwards is on my bench. Uh, yeah. Well, that's better than Kenyon Drake being in your lineup because he only had half a point on 11 carries for five yards. I don't know how you only get five yards on 11 carries. I think I could do that. Um, I, I played him Ooh. over fellas such as Latavius Murray. Ever heard of him? 10.3 points. Tyler Lockett, pretty good. 11.5 points. And even George Pickens, my guy, 18.1 points. I am the LVP. I'm a dumb dumb. I sh- it shouldn't have even been close. I should have smushed Will's face into the mud. Yeah. Anyways, uh, for the archive, the MVP for him is Raheem Mostert. It's been a bit of up and down roller coaster for Mostert this season. This week wasn't up. Wasn't up of twenty four point seven points on seventy nine rushing yards, thirty uh, receiving yards. So that got him the one hundred yard bonus of one point and one touchdown. This does follow the down week in week six of only 8.3 points. And now that the Dolphins have two aback, maybe he can find some more consistency in the weeks going forward. The LVP is the guy that's playing right now, Mark Andrews, who had a shocking 0.4 points, which was earned not on a catch, but on a carry for four yards. It was he already his only has more points than that. <clears throat> when you rely on your TD, TE, tied in to be a, a main contributor less than one point really hurts um good thing though will had Taysom hill in his true tight end spot mark andrews was a flex as for andrews he has continued to mispractice this week but he is playing tonight he i don't know what his stats are now but he had two catches on two catches and four targets on the first drive of the game so yep. that's a good start at least uh, i'll toss it over to connor for first matchup he's going to cover for the first matchup that i will cover is is the the upset of the week mm. um jamar i mean i wouldn't say it was an upset because i don't think jamar rule has a bad team but given that they're playing dilly dilly and the only undefeated undefeated team it is an upset so jamar rule who was three and three 171 beat dilly dilly who was 147 so beat him by uh, almost 30 points but we'll for go. Jamar Rule. Sad, sad, but respect. Um, yeah. Jamar Chase is the MVP. He mm-hmm. won't be for the next month, but he is the MVP with eight catches on 11 targets, 130 yards, and two touchdowns, including one uh, long bomb. Uh, Jamar Chase has been balling out. He's the wide receiver four on the year. Um, however, came out today. Jamar Chase out four to six weeks could go on IR. Um, you hate to see it. Jamar Rule hates to see his namesake go down. But that would put him back uh, right before playoffs. So as long as Jamar Rule can get in the playoffs, which is looking like he will based on points, um, then he'll have an, a nice Jamar Chase who can blow up like he did last year in the playoffs. For the least valuable player for Jamar Rule, we're going with Michael Gallup. Uh, a lot of people were excited for him to come back from his injury. Obviously, the uh, Cowboys needed a number two behind CeeDee Lamb. Uh, not to mention Dak was coming back this week. All things looked good. They were playing Detroit, the worst defense in the league. Um, not good. 
only two targets, zero catches. Uh, that equals zero points. So uh, it hurt Jamar Rule, but obviously not bad enough because he still got the win. Uh, for Dilly Dilly, there's a couple people that that possibly could have been the MVP this week, but I have to give it to the least valuable player a couple times this year. Antonio Gibson for Dilly Dilly got the most valuable player. Um, ended up with 10 carries, only 10 carries, but got 59 yards and then had three catches for 18 yards and a touchdown, ending up with 24 and a half points. It's pretty good. He's going up and down. The The coaching staff did say that week before that they got away from Gibson and they need to get back to him. So uh, they did that. He's still the RB17 on the season, so not terrible. Um, but good to see him doing good again. We'll see uh, what's that, what that is like going forward. Uh, least valuable player, I hate to say it, it's my boy, uh, Ryan uh, Tannehill. 13 completions on 20 passes for 100, just 132 yards. And then he hit, and then he also lost a fumble. No touchdowns, nothing. Um, got three point eight eight points. Not looking very good. He's the QB twenty six on the season, so uh, not very good either. But the the Titans are winning games, and that's they uh, like that. So, uh, and this is I would like to pause right real quick and just make sure that everyone has seen the Titans. Uh, new renderings for their stadium. What are um, they calling it? I don't know what they're calling it. Looks pretty sweet that... though. It looks really what cool. What I can tell, it looks like they're gonna like you when you walk in, you kind of walk into the second level and then the field yep. is like lower. So it's gonna that, be which it will be cool. Um, gonna build it just, just down the river from the current stadium. Uh, it's gonna be a dome with a translucent dome. So you can so see it doesn't the sky. Open. It's just going to be not closed open. year round. Closed year round. They'll be able to host Super Bowls, college football playoffs, not to mention massive concerts uh, all throughout the year. It's going to be pretty sweet. Pretty pumped about it. If you haven't seen it or if you want to see it, uh, say it in the chat and I'll, I'll throw the link out to you. Uh, with that being said, oh, just want to go in and, uh, reiterate dilly dilly has now lost the game they're now six and one Jamar oh, rule giving them the l back to you sean thank you uh, i'll go to another upset that occurred this week in the matchup between the four and two dirty south spartans and the one and five grocery baggers who i i coined the garbage baggers last week well that they refused to accept the garbage baggers title and they beat and whooped up on the Dirty South Spartans 175 to 134. The Baggers MVP, um, I thought about it could have easily been Tyler Boyd, who exploded mm. for 31 yep. and a half points. It could have even been Andy Dalton, who had <laughs> had like four turnovers on Thursday night football, but ended up with 34 and a half points. But the real MVP for the Baggers is sitting on his taxi squad, Connor. It's Kenneth Walker safely mm. located on the taxi squad which means his 30.8 points do not go against the draft points calculation that we use to determine the draft the draft pick order he's looking very studly though uh, 23 carries 168 yards and two touchdowns 
uh, I'm sure Eamon is just sitting there with his fingers and toes crossed, hoping that he can stay healthy and, and do this for the baggers next season. Oh, don't talk about health. <laughs> Feeling a little sick over there. Mm-hmm. Um, the LVP for the baggers is Debo Samuel. He's been decent this season. He's actually, I think the wide receiver 12, but the baggers are definitely expecting more from him. He got 9.4 points this last or expecting more from him than the average that he's getting 9.4 points. Uh, now that the team has a bit of a transition with the acquisition of CMC. So it'll be interesting to see what um, Debo's role looks like as CMC gets fully incorporated into that offense. I, I would assume that would mean less carries for him. Maybe he'll get better targets with CMC pulling defenders away from him. But uh, the Baggers are hoping for Debo to be a true wide receiver one for their team this season and going into the future. Water break. The Spartans MVP uh, could have been Aaron Jones or even Geno Smith. Uh, But based on expectation, I had to choose Deontay Foreman. Foreman was projected for only 8.7 points on the week, but he exploded for 18.5 points on 15 carries for 118 yards, including one 40-plus yard run. Did not get in the end zone. He did add two catches for 27 yards. Not exactly a strong suit, but a good uh, production for him. We saw similar explosions like this from him last season when he filled in for Derrick Henry. I would know Connor. Um, Deontay Foreman was on the championship squad. Uh, it will be interesting to see if he can continue this through the second half of the year. Uh, Chuba Hubbard sounds like he's dealing with some injuries this week, so it could be the Deontay Foreman show for the Panthers in week eight. We'll see. Week, uh, uh, excuse me, the LVP for the Spartans is probably the LVP on the season for the entire league. It's Matt Ryan. It was another pitiful game that ended with only 10.9 points. However, this was following his best game of the season in Katie's week. Matt Ryan was actually Katie's week six MVP where he had 33.2 points. Not only did this contribute to Katie's third loss of the season, but it also resulted in Matt Ryan injuring his elbow and getting replaced. So pretty much a bad performance all around LVP, Matt Ryan. Well, good thing she got Mitch Trubisky from you this year for another quarterback. That's true. I mean, she could have had Marcus Mariota, but she got cold feet and now Jake has him. So. Yeah. Who would have known Marcus Mariota was such a hot commodity. Uh, you need a quarterback, well, you come to the quarterback peddler. The warmest regards. Back to you. I do have PJ Walker if anybody's interested. How much? 40? 42. Dollar reduce. There we go. Uh, next matchup on the list will be... Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to go to another somewhat uh, upset, if you would call it little bit of a stretch it was the two and four soldier fields against in the name of science who was who was oh and five the science experiment worked out this past week they are now one and five um wait that's not right one and six one and six one and six um 
in the name of silence in the name of science won 143 to soldier fields who only scored 125 points four in the name of silent science josh i don't know silence if he if he uh listened to the podcast he he would change his thing his name to in the name of silence He's been but. pretty silent on the wins front this year. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> smack talk. Uh, you know who has been silent this year is Josh Jacobs. The, no, the guy's a beast. In the name of science, MVP again. Holy crap, he's looking freaking good. He's on the trade block. He won't be on his team after this weekend, supposedly. That's um, what he's saying. So heard he's heard he's gotten a good some good offers. Might be getting some first, some young pro- prospects, maybe some. Uh, receivers interested to see what happens with that um back to josh jacobs and how dominant he's been he had just 20 carries which that's a good amount 20 carries is a good amount 20 carries 143 yards three touchdowns and then added three catches for 12 yards after this blow up of the past three weeks of getting over 30 points sorry past four weeks he had a buy-in week six uh josh jacobs is now the rb4 on the year tearing it up um i i don't see why he would stop he's he's been on a tear uh the last four weeks last three weeks games getting over 20 carries getting uh 25 to 30 opportunities a game and oh so far over the past three games he's had six touchdowns so looking pretty dang good on that front four in the name of sciences oh Sorry, I apologize. I will give a honorable mention in, of course, Nicole Hardman, who had two carries for 28 yards and two touchdowns. And then he had four catches for 32 yards and a touchdown. I would know this because Nicole uh, Hardman made me lose in another league. Um, so that was fun. But Nicole Hardman, there's his one blow up game of the year. For the least valuable player, Again, this hurts, but again, it is Chase Edmonds. Uh, insane how injuries to that secondary. Maybe yeah. that's why the Ravens exactly started right. out that way to say, "Hey, you know what? We're going to throw it more than run it." Yeah. When you, you... Whoops. We're we're actually just going to live stream the game. So <laughs> uh, whenever y'all hear it tomorrow, it'll be really interesting. So just don't watch. Stop watching the game. We're going to give a play by play. We'll give a play by play. It'll be the the hottest news. Uh, Chase Edmonds, uh, seven carries, 17 yards, and then he didn't catch either of his targets for 1.7 points. Um, it's the Raheem Mostert show, yeah, and which is surprising. And you're gonna take that uh, L. I that's I've said that before. I said it last week. <laughs> I said I was wrong on a on the Miami running back or running back for two years in a row. Now I'm just glad I didn't spend a first this year. Anyways. Chase Edmonds, least valuable player. For Soldier Fields, her MVP is going to be uh, the only person to score over 20 points on her team. That is Jawan Johnson. Five catches on five targets, only 32 yards, but ended up with two touchdowns. That's 20.2 points. Um, He's actually been pretty – the last couple weeks, um, I guess just the last two weeks, he hasn't been that that impressive. But – I mean, even um, when he's not scoring points, the dude's getting end zone targets like every week. Yep. 
He's getting targets. Dalton, Dalton's been there lately. Evidently likes him in the end zone. So, Jawan Johnson, uh, for those of you that don't know, he's a tight end for New Orleans, but he's he's the Soldier Field's most valuable player. That's probably why they lost, is if Jawan Johnson is your most <laughs> valuable player, you got some issues. Least valuable player, it's not the person. It's not Keenan Allen who said he was going to be a go and then only played like kind of the first half and only had two catches. No, I'm not bitter, but um, it wasn't. It also wasn't Damian Harris who came off a hamstring injury way too early and only had three carries and two points. It's actually going to go going to go with Lamar Jackson, who's playing right now. You just heard a little bit of of, of the game. Very exciting time. Yeah, he's um, in the red zone. He was only nine of sixteen, so throwing in about as much as Mar- as uh, Marcus Mariota. 120 yards, 10 carries for only 59 yards, ended up with 10.7 points, but they got the win. So, um, sorry, Baltimore got the win. Soldier Fields did not. So, that'll do it for that game. Congratulations in the name of science for your first win, and congratulations on the haul that you should be getting for uh, Josh Jacobs. Sean, back to you. Thank you, sir. Um, my last matchup of the week is do a quick scan here. Uh, definitely the lowest scoring matchup of the week where the winning team scored 109 points. And that was the little cameraman supporters. It was the least two slowing scoring teams of the, of the week. Yes. And they beat the replacements who had 80. So it was 109 to 80. Boy. <laughs> um, the cameraman's. MVP, at least Oof. for the moment in week seven, was Mike Williams. He either scores in single digits or more than 20 points. Like, literally, if you look at his games, it's single digits or over 20 points. And there's no in between. I bet you it's going to be pretty close to single digits the next couple of weeks. It's going to be pretty, pretty, pretty close to zeros, I think. In week seven, he scored 21.6 points on seven catches and 86 yards. And his first touchdown since week three. Uh, it'll be a while for his next touchdown. He is uh, injured, probably going to be out three to four weeks with a high ankle. Speaking of high ankles, the cameraman's LVP is McCorkle Jones, who was dealing mm. with his own high ankle sprain. Bench. He got he got zapped on Monday Night Football, put on the bench after a first half interception, only recorded 0.92 points on three of six passing for 13 yards with an INT. He did add three carries for 24 yards. You know, that's his strong suit, Connor, running the ball. Speed. Um, I had this question in here, but since I typed this up, we have an answer. I was going to ask you, is he just a backup now? But sounds like not. He's going to start the next game. Yep. Uh, We'll see if the cameraman cameraman can put him in the starting lineup again or not. The replacements MVP is the Muth, Pat Fryermuth, to be exact. The Muth is Luth. Yes. If the Muth can show some consistency going down the stretch in the season, he'll be a valuable valuable piece of the replacements as they continue to build for the future. Um, we all know how important and reliable tight ends can be. He had, I don't know. Well, but you know how important a reliable one can be because you don't have a reliable one. That's correct. Kyle Pitts, you suck. Yeah. 
He had uh, the Muth had eight catches on nine targets for 75 yards in the Steelers' Week Seven loss to the Dolphins. The LVP for the replacements is Drake mm. London, who started off the you. season with the three games, uh, the first three games of the season in double digits, 12.4, 24.6, and 14.4 points respectively. Has now had five single-digit performances with only 1.9 points in Week Seven against the Bengals. And it seems as if uh, the Falcons continue to pass less and less each week. This came on his 1.9 points came on one target, one catch for nine yards. He was on the field for 85% of the snaps, but when your QB only attempts 13 passes, it's going to be hard to be a fantasy producer. And he was not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he got almost an 8% target share. It's decent, you know, but yeah, that's tough. I know you're a big Drake London fan, so I know you don't like that. Yeah, it's painful to see, but it's dynasty at least. At least it's not just, you know, redraft and you really need points this year. Yeah, so instead you, like a redraft, so like you shouldn't trade him away or get him back in a trade for sending a, for getting a stud receiver or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Some we'll people, talk about that later. Some people might want to do that. Evidently. Uh, for the last matchup of the week, it will bring up the fantasy football team versus uh, the Nompton Bulldogs. This is projected to be a one-point game. Ended up being a close game. Uh, David is down by 18 going into Monday Night Football. Like you mentioned, whenever uh, Mac McCorkle-Jones got zapped, uh, I almost I got zapped a little bit as well because <laughs> Bailey Zappi threw a 30-yard touchdown pass Jacoby Myers in the first half. Figured I was screwed. There's no way. I mean, he get, got the lead down to eight. He got 10 points off that one play. All he needed was like three more catches from Jacoby. And he probably it was an unbelievable win. catch, too. Yeah, it was. Catch and then hurry up and get up before you get touched and dive to the end zone. Mm-hmm. Very um, aware where, of where he was. Anyways... Final score ended up being the Panthers football team 146 to the Nompton Bulldogs 139.5. So mm. close game. Uh, I was sweating for sure. Uh, brings both teams to four and three. Fantasy MVP for the fantasy football team. None other than uh, Joey B. He's, he's hot, very hot. That's uh, – Basically two weeks in a row of a 40-point game. Back-to-back uh, MVPs for the Panthers football team. Ended up with uh, 34 for 42 passing, almost 500 yards, 481 yards, three touchdowns, two two passes were over 40 yards, and then he had 20 yards rushing and a touchdown as well. So four total touchdowns, looking good, 48.24 points. Least valuable player is Kyle Pitts. Uh, it's it's happened again. It's found. He had a 38% target share. Whoa. That's because good. He, because he got five of the 13 targets. And how many of those did he catch? He caught three of them. Oh. So not bad for uh, nine yards. So 3.9 sure two of those catches were on, or two of those targets were on the goal line because I was watching. Mm-hmm. 
I was really not. So that makes me hurt more. Yeah. I, I'm surprised they even threw on the goal line. I figured they would just run every single play because that's what they were doing when they were down by 21 points the whole game. They mm-hmm. would still be – he passed 13 times. Like he threw the ball 13 times. I think I heard there was a total total number of dropbacks was like 15 or 18. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, that's insane. Whenever you're – like, because wasn't they, there a pick I mean, six at the beginning? <laughs> they were down like 14 nothing in like the first five minutes of the game. I'm like, well, great. This is awesome for Kyle Pitts. Nope. Yep. Nope. So Kyle Pitts, I don't, I'm not saying you, you don't suck. Arthur Smith and Marcus Mariota suck. Cause he, he catches some, whatever. I'm not even going to try whatever. It's dynasty. Anyways, You're in it for the long haul, Kent Connor. Yeah. I'm, I'm not Spons winning a stop this, gap for this year. I'm not winning it all this year anyways. So I'm just trying to get as many points. So, uh, uh, and Tony doesn't get a good pick with mine. Anyways, uh, for the Bulldogs, their most valuable player is Danny Dimes. Hey. Uh, he needed he needed to step up because he's down to like, I guess technically you could say three quarterbacks because Baker counts as half of one and Bailey Zappi counts as half of one. Maybe yeah. like, maybe more of just like one point seven five. Because Jacoby Brissett, I don't know. He needed he needed a QB step up. Daniel Jones is his QB one. Yeah. He 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 actually played with played like it. 19 to 30 for just 200 yards, but got a touchdown. And then got a hundy, hundy and hundred seven. Wow, that was hard to say. 107 yards on the ground with a touchdown. Ended up with 31.78 points. He's done pretty good this year. He's a QB 10 on the year. Um, I, I think this is best case scenario for David. Like this, he's actually got a solid quarterback here. I feel like they're going to resign him, especially if I'm, they keep winning. I don't know if the Giants are going to have much of a choice, but to rest, resign him. Yep. Um, unless they not like a be position to get a, a young one in the draft. So, I mean, if they say there's, there's those three that everyone's talking about of, Bryce Young, Levis, and uh, Stroud. So one could fall to the back end of the first. Yeah, Levis because he's garbage. I saw PFS PFF's projections was Levis was going before Stroud. That's stupid. But they were all going inside the top five, I guess. So one won't drop. Um, and then for the least valuable player, um, why is Bateman? For- why is Bateman not on the field? I don't know. I was asking that, but I'm trying to do a podcast. I can't watch the game. Unlike you, I'm a professional, and I just get the podcast and don't have the game. Tom Brady just uh, got sacked like four plays in a row, by the way. He's going <laughs> to be yelling at – well, he's yelling at himself, not as often as the line. that's true. Anyways, let me get through this. Uh, least valuable player, Josh Reynolds. Uh, one catch on two targets for eight yards. Uh, well, one that stops his streak of – four games in a row being double digits, but two, the Cowboys defense is just good. And Jared Goff sucks, but uh, it's just good enough. He doesn't suck, but he did fumble. Um, oh, he, he had two fumbles. He lost two fumbles and he also had two interceptions. Yeah. So not, not the best, not great. but again, their defense is good. Um, lastly, I would just like to 
do a moment of silence for uh, Brees Hall. Thank you. Um, after bursting a 60 yard, 60 something yard touchdown run, looking great, went to the left side, jacked up his knee. Looks like an, uh, not looks like it is an ACL tear. He is out for the season. This breaks my heart. I traded up for him from number one pick. He was breaking out like he was supposed to. He's doing great. Um, you hate to see it. So, Reese Hall is on the IR. So, that will do it for this week. Yeah, that's tough. Let's uh, go over to the recently updated uh, history spreadsheet. Thank you, Will, for taking the time to do that. So Will did a full uh, mid-season breakdown. Essentially, he broke the teams up into a few different tiers. <clears throat> we'll start by first going over the playoff standings at the moment, where Dylan sits at the top, the number one seed, six and one, atop the um, science division, followed by the two seed, which is me, on top of the Nompton division. Then we've got Will, Jake, Connor, and Katie rounding out the three, four, five, and six. Uh, Jake, Connor, and Katie all tied correct with the same record, four and three. Mm -hmm. Tiebreaker going to points four. So Jake is at the top there. Um, more than 100 points above you, Connor. But the <clears throat> the um, four, five, and six seeds, all four and three. We have Baxter at four and three. Uh, but if you remember, the five and the four – Three, four, and five are based on record. The sixth seed is based on points. So if you look at Connor, Katie, David, and Katrina, Katrina's two and five, they're all separated by 20 points, 30 points 20 altogether. Points, yep. um, Katrina is at 997. So she's only five points behind David, who is just outside the playoffs with 102. 1,002. She's 1,002, and she's set Katrina's seven points behind Katie, who's the current sixth seed, who has 1,006 points. So uh, it's all, and then all really those, cramped together there in the middle. And then I only have 1,016 points. So if if our records stay the same, they could still jump me and get into that fifth spot. Again, just if our records are the same, because yeah. the tiebreaker for records is points. And then that last spot is only points. No, it doesn't matter if this, the, uh, the record, uh, of course, you know that, Sean, getting in the playoffs at 4-10. and 10. I do know that. Um, looking at the draft pick order, draft points is what decides the, the order of the teams that don't make the playoffs, and draft points are the starting lineup plus the bench points each week. Taxi points do not count against. And so Amon sits atop at the number one spot with 1,003 draft points. Antonio, number two. Ryan, who David has Ryan's pick, but Ryan is in the three spot. Katrina, four. Baxter, five, which, Connor, you have Baxter's pick, correct? Mm -hmm. And then David is six. So if David doesn't make the playoffs, if at the season ended today, David would have the six and the three pick in the rookie draft. And then Antonio would have the, the two, would have his two, and then wherever I fall. And then Eamon would have the one. And wherever I fall. And one then he has a third 11. one. 
Notice he had three. Yeah, let me. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. So he has Katrina. So he would have the one, oh, okay. the four, and then whenever you, wherever you fall. So he might end up getting it nice, evenly spread. That'd be but, good for him. Get a haul for sure. Um, so we basically covered everything, but quick look at Will's analysis. It's a very uh, lengthy and in-depth team-by-team breakdown. But essentially, he breaks it out into three tiers. Tier one are the teams with the best records and or points four to separate from the middle of the pack. And so in this tier, he has Dylan, myself, Will, and Jake. So the top four seeds, essentially. And Jake is in there solely based on the number of points four. He has a pretty good amount of points four separating himself from the other four and three teams. Tier two are all the other four and three teams. Uh, with Connor, Katie, David, and Baxter. And then he also put Katrina in there, tier two, because of her points. And then tier three is the uh-oh tier, and that's Eamon, Ryan, and Antonio, all teams that seem to be playing for the future, but who knows, maybe they'll get hot in the back half of the season. Uh, anything you wanted to pull out of this analysis? I don't know where you're seeing this analysis. It was in the chat, in the council chat. Oh. Big long thing that Will sent. I have not read that. I've been... uh, Wow, TLDR actually didn't read it. That's embarrassing. No idea what that means. Too long, didn't read. TLDR. Oh, I I was in... Gotcha. Don't read it now. You can read it while you're pooping later. I'm a morning pooper, sorry. Hmm. But... Yeah, I think I mean I think that's pretty pretty much right on it. I mean the that group in the middle is just like how it was last year. I feel like it was like Katie Baxter at, at the very end. It was Katie Baxter and Katrina that were all fighting for that last spot. Um, and then you based on points, so it's pretty similar. Things going to happen most years, but yeah, very interesting. It's going to be fun down the stretch. This week's officially starts the second half of the regular fantasy football season. Uh, Looking at some free agency ads this week in the Dynasty League. Not as many as we've seen, but that's kind of expected as the season goes on. Uh, What's this guy's name? Rashid Shahid. Yep. Or the New Orleans Saints seems to get one ca- one touch a game and takes it for a touchdown the last two weeks. Katie got him for $30 redos. Connor, you also, got to Michael. Yes. He's also a return guy, so he can't there's some okay. extra points there available. That does help for sure. The more she he gets it. Yep. I got Jermichael Hasty. I would just like to mention Katie was real big on Raheed Shaheed. Got yeah. a spent 30 bucks and was the only person bidding for it i got to michael hasty i obviously really wanted him because i bid 27 dollars, and everyone else oh sorry the one other bid was you for zero dollars then i also got marquise goodwin um got him for 13 david bid eight then sean you picked up d eskridge is that it is that for the dk metcalf injury is that what you were yeah just kind of a flyer see what happens yep and then uh shortly after uh Dylan picked up Khalif Raymond and dropped uh, Traquan Smith. And then uh, Baxter picked up uh, Ray Ray McLeod. So. And Jake picked up Joe Flacco. 
Oh, I did see that. <laughs> Dropped the rip in and, and picked up Joe Flacco. So, yeah. um, uh, we did there's have, some other random ads, but we did have one trade in the Dynasty League this week. Shocker, it's me. So I don't know. I guess nobody else wants to trade. Um, but it was I think me and people Jake. People want to trade. It's just, I don't know how. Yeah, go ahead. Me and Jake, I sent Jake Marcus Mariota for 23 second, and I received back Matt Stafford for 23 fourth. As I always do this year, I posted it on the Twitter machine, and with 66 votes, the Stafford side got 65%, and Mariota got 35%. What say you on this trade, Connor? Um... I, I asked. Do you, mean, do you need me to play the uh, smack talk drop? Got got something to get off your chest? No, I mean it, it's just how you evaluate players. So I asked Jake, like, why Mariota? Because I, I was I tried to send him. I didn't know he was wanting to get rid of uh, Stafford. That was not mentioned in the chat. He just said he was looking for a quarterback. So I just tried to send him uh, uh, Jimmy G. Jimmy G string uh, in return for other things, which he, he didn't see those valuations the same. So that's fine. But his, his response about Mariota was that hopefully he can do what Tannehill has done, meaning lost your starting job, come be a backup to a new place and then secure it and be a good quarterback for the next couple of years. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with it. I, I, Matt Stafford is still signed for a couple of years. Um, he's in one of the, he, they haven't looked like the best offense, but he has Cooper cup. He has Sean McVay, Tyler Higby. I'm now not going to mention. Sean huh? Now he has Sean Madol too. That was dumb. Um, <laughs> he has another receiver that I'm not going to mention. The other receiver I will mention is uh, Ben Skronenek or Skronek or whatever, but you're not going to mention Van Jefferson. Oh, Van Jefferson, correct. Tutu Atwell. Um, Poo-poo Atwell. And then, but I don't know. I mean, he thinks that Mariota does have the running floor. He hasn't been running that much. He has. He definitely has been passing. He 13 passes this past week, so he's not getting any rush in touchdowns. Um, I don't see the upside there, but obviously he sees upside, and he did get a second out of it. Um, so if he thinks if he thinks Stafford's legit just done, then this is this is a, a decent trade. Obviously, sixty-five thirty-five isn't like a, a crazy um, difference. Obviously, most of the time they're going to pick the better quarterback in a super. Boom! Flex. Roasted. Yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, get to the week eight. Of course. Weekly breakdown. Do you want to go first or second? I'll go first with the top matchup on the week. The little cameraman supporters who's barely got to that four and three with a 109-point performance <laughs> against the Archive, who is five and two currently. And this battle for Big D, the cameraman, is trying to picture himself in the playoffs while the Archive hopes that last week's history doesn't repeat itself. Will the cameraman cameraman be able to frame in their second win in a row or will the archive blink and ruin the cameraman's picture 
(laughs) (laughs) And the battle for Big D, it's because they both live in Dallas. Yep. Thank you you for that context. Um, I mean, it might be for another something else, but that you were referring to Dallas. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe they are battling over some of their kind of Big D. Uh, They live in the Dallas area, maybe not Dallas proper. Correct. They do not. Baxter doesn't Nobody does live in Dallas proper, best, though, do they? <laughs> I don't know where your best friend lives. Exactly. Uh, the Nompton Bulldogs versus the Dirty South Spartans. Two matchups of four and three teams is the next one. With both teams battling for the playoff spot, the final playoff spot, this one is important. Will the Spartans tame the Bulldogs, or will the Dogs show their teeth and refuse to be leashed? Mm. Beat them, David. Beat her, David. Sorry. Oh. Uh, I don't condone beating women on, but that's you do you. No comment. Uh, next, the soldier. Oh, soldier fields two and five versus Dilly Dilly six and one. Come off first loss. It is unlikely that Katrina. That Katrina. Wow, I'm just gonna start that one. Katrina. <laughs> this Thursday night is really messing with me. Evidently, <clears throat> it's unlikely that Katrina can make the playoffs based on record, but she's only nine points behind Katie for the sixth seed. Dylan, on the other hand, is nearing lock status for the playoffs. Will Katrina trust her namesake and start Justin Fields this week and challenge the number one seed, or will she continue to roll the car down the road? Car with two R's. Yep. It's Derek Carr, your boy. Yeah, he is my boy. His dark dark eyebrows. He, he definitely wears eyeliner. <laughs> the FFT is four and three against the grocery baggers, two and five. Last week, the baggers rejected their garbage bag status by taking down the Spartans as the FFT won their second straight. Will the baggers keep it fresh against the FFT or will the FFT continue to try new things? Quote, quote, like Deshaun and pick up their third straight win. <laughs> that Deshaun's just, only a just... few weeks away now, right? He is. Week yep. 11, or is it week 12 he's back? No, I think he'll end up being week 13. Oh, it's 11 because... games suspension. And they have, have a bye, bye week. And then they come okay. back against uh, Houston. None other than Houston Texans, which is so stupid. Um, so you got to stay in the playoff that. hunt the whole season. Oh, they have a bye in week nine. So he has to, so week 12 will be his last one. And then they play Houston. Um, And then next up, Jamar rule four and three against in the name of science, who's one and six after the first win. Jamar remains in striking distance of division lead as they take on in the name of science, who got their first win of the season week seven. Will Jamar ace the science exam or will in the name of science prove to have found the winning combination and win two in a row? The last matchup is the warmest regards five and two versus the replacements at one and six. The regards escaped the archive with their fifth win in week seven, while the replacements fell to the cameraman, man. Can the regards stay on the winning path and atop the Nompton division? Or will Antonio replace the regards winning ways with losing? As a reminder, in week eight, bye weeks for the Chiefs and the Chargers, additionally for the Dynasty League. 
this is the last interdivision play week. We'll go back to divisional play next week. And then I believe it's week 12, I think is rivalry. Wait. Mm -hmm. No, we have two more weeks of interdivision play, I think. I don't remember. Let me look real quick. But yes, week 12 is the rivalry showdown. Um, yeah, we go back what... to divisional play next week. Did you just... Hmm? <laughs> Did you just fart on what no. we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, looking at the game, <clears throat> there's a couple that are somewhat close, uh, projection-wise anyways. Fantasy football teams... Only projected to win by 10 against the grocery baggers, and the archive is only projected to win by six against the little cameraman supporters. So, those are the two close games. All the other games are at least 20 points uh, difference uh, in the projections. All right. That was a good, very good dynasty review. Let's see if we can run through the redraft league starting with the week seven weekly review and in week seven the top matchup of the league was the alien invasion at six and oh trying to stay undefeated against cd's nuts and cd's nuts uh they've got blue balls they could not get it done 117 to 84 Alien Invasion stays undefeated at 7-0, but just barely. Kareem for TDs <clears throat> was down by 22 going into Monday Night Football with Ramondre Stevenson playing while Reek and Destroy had Tyquan Thornton, so essentially needed Ramondre to outscore Tyquan Thornton by 22 points. It came down to be pretty close, but Reek and Destroy wins it 129.6 to 128.1. I Kareem for TDs falls to two, five and two, Reek and Destroy to four and three. Broncos Country sit down, uh, loses to Rona Riders, who is on an absolute tear, 167 to 124. Uh, Connor was down 25 points before Monday Night Football. He had Mooney playing. Rona with David Montgomery and Jacoby Myers. Uh, this one wasn't close. Mooney didn't give Connor a chance. <clears throat> Christian Mingle at three and three lost to mixing it up, who was also three and three, 141 to 124. Mingle was down 37 with Fields playing. Mixon had Mac Jones playing. Uh, thought that maybe Fields could make it a game, especially with how Mac Jones played, but it's just they were too far down. The Brown Burrows lost to It Ain't Easy Being Cheesy, 141 to 116. And What's On Wax Off gets their second win of the season, taking down Team Rice Swain, who is now uh, Cooper squared. Cooper to the three minus one. So Cooper squared, um, 181 to 162. Yep. Looking at Dylan. this. Dylan yes. was the top scorer on the week, and unfortunately for Ryan, he was number three scorer on the week, uh, but facing the number one, so got that loss. Yeah, and tough news for Watson Wax Off. He was the top scorer on the week, thanks in mm. part to Mike Williams and Jamar Chase. And as we found out the last, well, we found out today about Jamar Chase out four to six weeks with a hip, Mike Williams out 
few weeks with a high ankle sprain. So definitely uh, sitting at two and five, what's on wax off is in a very precarious situation moving into the second half of the season. Quick look at the standings. Allie and Invasion and Katie sits at the top seven and oh, they have a two game lead in record. Um, they have 988 points for, so that makes them the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh highest scoring team in the league, but they are seven and oh, so they are the one seed. The two seed is myself. I cream for TDs. Oh, I would, two. I would just like to point out, I am uh ranked, I'm the eighth seed at three and four and I have, uh, 12 more points than Katie's in the 7-0 team. You would think at some point it's going to catch up to her. She is by far has the lowest points against 861. By over the, 100 points. The next closest has 943 about, uh, against them. So luck's been on her side this week or this year. We'll see how it pans out going into week eight. We'll go over those matchups in a second. So the one seed is Katie, two seed is myself, three seed is the super hot, the Enfuego Rona Riders, mm-hmm. uh, temperature of 106. Uh, Highest scoring team there. Yeah, high scoring team in the league. They've won four in a row after starting 0-3. And the four seed is Recon Destroy, also 4-3, and three, winning two in a row, mixing it up is the five seed at 4-3. and three. And then the six seed is not the four and three in a easy being cheesy. It's actually the three and four Christian mingle. They get in based on points. And then the seven seed go down the list is Tanner. It ain't easy being cheesy. Connor with Broncos country sit down. And then the bottom, uh, uh, well, the Brown borough is two and five. That's Antonio and the nine, the bottom three, the least uh, likely teams to avoid relegation is Cooper squared and ryan what's on wax off and dylan and cd's nuts hunter cd's nuts and cooper squared is on a um they're both on four game skids four game losing streaks Hmm. yeah looking at some waiver wire ads this week not too many Baxter picked up DeAndre Carter, really wanted this guy, um, DeAndre Carter, mm-hmm. dropping Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, Mark Andrews has been ruled out. Awesome. Baxter picked up DeAndre Carter for $69 he dues, not a single bid nice. by anybody else. I picked up Sam Ellinger, mainly to keep him away from other people. I really hope he fails. Give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. Got him for 13 Fab. Connor picked up the awful tower, Paris Campbell dropping Jeff Wilson for seven. Two other bids from Mexican and Rick Spear rules. And then David got Rex Burkhead dropping DJ Dallas. Antonio then went back and picked up Jamichael Hasty. <clears throat> Katie got Rashad White. Mm. Tanner, don't know what he's doing, picked up Jordan Love. Mm. A nice scoop. Mm. Here it is. Kadarius Tony after the trade announcement. Sean does not actually work. He just w- waits for the trade announcements um, or any news and jumps on. Uh, Tanner, not Tanner, I apologize. Uh, Papa J-Lop had some words for you. And yeah. then 
So this, you heard Papa it here Jay first. Sean, I hate teachers. Sean hates teachers in America because he has open waivers and teachers are not able to be on the phone because they're teaching the next generation of leaders in America. So I uh, heard it here first. Sean is against teachers. I, for one, um, I, I, I love teachers. I love uh, military. And Tony, don't come kill me. Get Sean. Um, and uh, Tanner is in the military as well. That you said, mm-hmm. yes. So I just like to, we we appreciate what you guys have done and do for our country. Sean does not. Anyways, uh, there's the standings free agency. There was some trades. Uh, Katie got Deontay Foreman and Kyle Pitts, and sent Dylan Alexander Madison and Pat Fryermuth. She also said that she's going to get roasted for this, so she admitted that she's going to get roasted for this. Sean, what are you? What were your thoughts? I mean, Deontay Foreman's the best fantasy piece in that trade. <laughs> yeah, I, I was – you could say Pat Fryermuth. It is It is a yeah. tight end premium uh, in, in D1. So, But I, I think it's a completely fair trade. Yeah, the names are like hard it's, to it's, swallow, but it, the based random on this people, season, it is fine. Yep. So – and especially with KDB and 7-0, she can – eat the crappy pits games and hopefully he he actually starts producing um and then Deontay Foreman especially with Chuba being hurt is the number one guy next one uh happened today Sean you got Mike Williams and you sent away Daryl Henderson and a rookie Drake London who gets eight percent of a 13 pass pie in the week so as um, we mentioned Dylan lost Mike Williams and Jamar Chase to injury and he's two and five and desperately needs players to play because if he doesn't Agreed, get some wins, then he's not London, making the playoffs. London had one catch for nine yards. Is he going to start this week? Okay. Who cares? He might make it. He, he'll get a couple more points than Mike Williams. I, I think it's a long play it. for me. My thought is that he rushed it. I think he could have gotten a better receiver either from you or from someone else, Daryl Henderson. There's a bunch of talk saying that Kyron Williams is going to take a decent amount of work from him. I think that's just going to end up being a three-headed horse with Henderson, Malcolm Brown around the goal line, and then Kyron Williams on third downs. Um, Dylan, you're good at fantasy football. Uh, I don't think this was a good move. I understand you you felt like you had to do a move, but I think you could have waited um, and got some more offers because this did happen pretty quickly. You, Sean, you mentioned that you were talking about this before he put him on the trade block. Um, but when he put on the he put on the trade block and then accepted this 20, 30 minutes later. So no, this is how it happened. We were going back and forth with several different trade offers. I was headed to my son's football practice. And so wasn't going to be around my phone. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we got out there, he sent this counter with Mike Williams and for Henderson in London. So it was in my, it was in my outbox or in my control basically. And then uh, when I, I was going to think about it <clears throat> and then he threw Mike Williams on the block and I felt some peer pressure because I didn't want anybody to swoop in with a different offer while I was unable to respond. And so I just snap accepted the offer because it was in my inbox. And um, so I told Dylan, he peer pressured me into it, but 
I don't think the trade is too bad because Dylan got a starting running back and potentially a flex wide receiver. I don't know what London's going to do. Um, but yeah, I took advantage of, I, di- I didn't want to, I didn't want him to be stolen from me. So I'll keep I Mike Williams I... on my IR and hope that he comes back in time. Uh, hopefully I can make the playoffs without him. Yeah. Bateman's not helping okay. me right now, by the way. Uh, zero right. catches on one target. Don't even know yeah. if he's on the field. So he could have, but he could have gotten like a, a Zay Jones who gets, who gets a bunch of targets. Offered Zay Jones. You won't, you wouldn't send a Lave. I know that. He tried to get a Lave. I said no. <laughs> I mean, he could have gotten the Kadarius Tony and really shot for the moon. Um, I could yeah. have seen that because that that's kind of the stuff he needs. Like he doesn't need a, a Drake London who might be good. He needs someone that can break out to get him into the playoffs. But um, Drake London can yeah. break out. No, not if they pass thirteen times in the game. That's insane. Uh, like, okay, there's people that have thirteen targets alone in a game. Cooper Cup for sure. Gosh, crazy. On Anyways, to the week eight. Breakdown. I'll jump in on this first one. It's uh, Allian Invasion 7 0. Katie doing great against Christian Mingle, who's 3 4, doing not so great. Allian Invasion continues to abduct wins when even when Josh Allen was on by. Will Christian Mingle be able to exercise the losses out of? Alien invasion, or will the invasion claim another victim? Let's try and do like an exorcism. Yeah, know? a guy. Yeah, stretch. I don't know. Not the best. Yeah, okay. uh, next is I Kareem for TDs at five and two against Mixing It Up, who's four and three. The TDs came short against Reek last week while Mixon went to church and stole a win from Christian Mingle. Will I Kareem for TDs make Mixing It Up scream? Or will Mixon give the TDs a purple nurple and improve their playoff seating? Ooh, purple nurple. I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> Thought that would get you. <laughs> Next up, the Rona Raiders four and three against it ain't easy being cheesy, also four and three. The the Riders, or sorry, Rona Riders. I apologize. I said Raiders. The Riders remain on a tear with four straight wins, and it ain't easy being cheesy is on a three-game win streak. Will Cheese prove to be the Rona's worst nightmare, or will Rona remain the dominant news story and get their fifth straight win? Come on. You, on definitely should, you definitely should have said, will Cheese prove to be Rona's vaccine? Mm, I was trying or, to come up with something like that. Or, but... or kryptonite. But it's okay. Nightmare Anyways, Halloween. Broncos country sit down. At three and four, takes on Reek and Destroy at four and three. The Broncos and Reek are on opposite trajectories. The Broncos have lost two straight, while Reek has won two straight. Will the Broncos continue to sit down and take another L, or will they stand up and stretch like Russ on an eight-hour flight to London? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's good. That's a good one. Uh. Watson waxed off two and five versus the Brown Burrows, who are two and five. Watson finally got some of the wax off, getting their second win of the season in week seven. The Burrows, however, continue to struggle. 
now that the Burrows are back to full strength after some buys, can they ride into a winning streak or a Watson continue to firm up their team as they await the return of Deshaun, who is now on the on the block? Yes. I think it's a reasonable move to put him on the block, considering that he wins desperately. CD's nuts at two and five against Cooper squared at two and five as well. Both teams are on a four game losing streak, but that has to end for one of them. Can Cooper to the second ride the wave of momentum received after naming their team? Or will CDs say, not so fast, take the momentum for themselves. <laughs> um, that was a good one. Uh, for a, a live update, so Mark Andrews is out. That is, she, he is on Alien Invasion's team. She just posted in the chat, live update, going to be real live whenever y'all listen to it on Friday. <laughs> uh, Katie said, well, it was... Ah! Baxter Rodman's week to win by projection, and now that Andrews is out, it's all but guaranteed. The the streak was fun while it lasted. She's already trying to do, and Rashad Bateman's ruled out. Of yep, so that kills uh, that kills me in D one. Thank you, Rashad Bateman. Gosh, that's that's not the league we care about, Sean. I know it's not. Um, pain. I feel pain. Um, Sick. Anyways, so she's already doing the reverse jinx thing that got the win over me. She did the reverse jinx, and I wasn't quick enough enough to reverse jinx it back. So Baxter better respond in the next couple of minutes, or or she'll still squeeze out a win with scoring maybe hundred. Josh Allen will score sixty against yeah, freaking Tom uh, against freaking Aaron Rodgers on Sunday Night Football. All right, let's let's uh, that's all for D one. Let's <clears throat> tap into to D two real quick. With a week seven recap, uh, top scorers, Sean, can you tell me who the first one was? Top scorer, not Katrina and Big nope. Dick's energy. I don't see her. But her husband, get the, 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 the MFF. Get the, the, the. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand the name. I don't understand it. It's hard to say. It's ugly to look at. I don't know the meaning. Uh, so, uh, Jake got 192 points this week. Very impressive. Uh, Clinton's suicide squad, who I believe is Jam Prout. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ended up with 158. And then Dak Attack coming back after down week with 157. Lowest score. Uh, D2, this guy sucks. With 101.53. Barely got to 100 points. Uh, pretty embarrassing. Let's touch on the standings real quick. We have three six and one teams. Uh, pretty impressive. impressive. And then the five and two team, which is the top scorer of the week, Jake, as well, is close behind in points and everything. Katrina's well in the lead with over 1,200 points uh, with Big Digs Energy, Truffle Shufflers, Rick Flair is second. Dak Attack and Zay is sitting there at three. And you got Jake at four. The only four and three team is name your team, two or 24. You got two, three, and four teams who's two or 23 and a half. So obviously just one game below two or 24. That makes sense. Clinton suicide squads. Then it goes Sanders cooks. We eaten, which ETN should be eaten this next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiro TX, uh, Chala. Nope. No, I mentioned that. 
Peaches and Herbert, the 10 spot. D2, this guy sucks, 11. And then Hale Murray, 2 or 23, 1 and 6 uh, at the 12 spot. Don't, but don't worry because D2, this guy sucks, has scored less points than <laughs> Hale Murray, which is very embarrassing. So those are the standings. Uh, again, top three go up to D, D1. Do but you still have to win games in the playoffs in order to get D1. It's the top three after the playoffs. Um for that. So was there any trades in here, Sean? Uh, I don't think so. Nope, there was not a this week. There was a good amount of, of waiver wire ads. Uh, oh wait, we did have one um between Zay and Jace. Oh yeah. Jace no, so receives no, <laughs> Evan Ingram and Zay receives Kenyon Drake. Big trade. There we go. That's a trade by definition. Um, Jace swapped getting, players. Jace ended up getting uh, Sam Ellinger for 26. No one else bid any money. Uh, Irv Smith got picked up for 25. Had three other bids on that one. Marlon Matt got picked up for 11. Interesting dropping Isaiah Pacheco for Marlon Mack, who just got picked up on the taxi squad. Um, Marquise Goodwin picked up for 10 bucks uh, with one other bid. Harrison Bryant got picked up with seven with three other bids. And then you got Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, and Van Jefferson all picked up as well. After that, uh, Kilo Herbert was picked up, uh, Juwan Johnson, then a bunch of other random pickups. Um, with Rick Flair being the first to Kadarius Tony. Um, and uh, yeah, oh, Kadarius Tony is on the block if anyone's interested as well. Mm-hmm. So that is the D2. Let's move on to the Pirate League. Pirate League, <clears throat> I don't have the top scores because I've already switched over the points, but let me, we can go look at first downs. Will one of the top scores still be up there as the on the weekly breakdown uh, on the report? I mean, no, because it changes. Oh gotcha. well, I, I was going to look at the players, gotcha. the top scoring Go players. Uh, last this week, week was, was uh, one point per receiving first down, so yes. probably didn't blow up anybody enough to get into the top scores. Probably would still be would still be yeah. quarterbacks, but those with a bunch of first downs. Your Travis Kelsey's, your uh, who was on Cubs, by. those good point. Uh, he's on by this week, not next oh, week, yeah. not last week. Yeah. Um, those pe- those short yard gains that uh, get a bunch of targets, those would add maybe five to ten points max. Um, so not a big difference. There's For not the standings, many, not many changes in the standings. Uh, F Baller's Bum and Queen Anne's Revenge remains at the top. Followed by Antonio, who hasn't named his team. I don't understand. Uh, the two seed at 12 and two, Kiro at 10 and four. So those are the same three that we had at the top last week. And then Davy Jones, uh, Pirate Peach is the four seed. They were there last week, I believe. And yep. then we, we had um, Dylan and Katrina are the five and six seed. Katrina is there based on points in the six seed. Then we got Jake, Baxter, Chalavi, Katie, and then me and you, Connor, high five at the bottom. Just 
just hanging out. Just terrible. <laughs> just really, really Katie, terrible. You, me, and Katie are the only ones that don't have a thousand points in the league. So we're gonna get there this week. We're gonna get there this week. Yeah, we'll see. And F Baller's bum's gonna be at fourteen hundred. Tom Brady's more. doing a lot for me in the third quarter, having six and a half points. So, uh, yeah, I mean Lamar has seventeen, so not a whole lot more. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Uh, next week the treasure is eight point pat per passing touchdown. So, um, Lamar does have a passing touchdown so far. Yep, Tom Brady would still have uh, 6.48 points because he does not have a passing touchdown. He only has 162 yards. Is Tom Brady done? You know what would be awesome? What? He threw a touchdown to Chris Godwin. Yes, it would. I'd be 100% fine with that. That'd be great. Uh, they're on defense now, so they can't do that, though. Um, but um, next week, let's see if there's any – or I guess this week since it already started. Um, there it is the number one versus number three mm. game this this week. So Queen Anne's Revenge with the F Baller's bum, and then Ship Ahoy with uh, Kiro TX. Right now, Kiro is projected to win by twenty. Leonard Fournette only having nine points is not looking good. F Baller's bum also has Alan Lazard still in his lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's got Mahomes, he has... Herbert, and Eckler on by. That mm-hmm. fills up his three man bench. So yep, tough. So he is starting uh, Matt Stafford and Sam Ellinger as his quarterbacks. Uh, and again, Fournette's not doing good. And then Alan Zard is most likely not going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he might just kind of be taking an L this week to try to get to next week. Yep. So, um, yeah, that will do it for the Pirate League. Good job. Uh, Go watch us on Spotify. Review us, I guess, if you want. Nobody's doing that. I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, Connor, do you have any dad jokes this week? I'm going to try and choose a better dad joke. I've got I've got a couple uh, Halloween ones. Okay. Uh, okay. Go for it. Go for what the does, first one. What does a panda ghost eat? I don't know. Bamboo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, but... Uh, <clears throat> Um, my wife asked if I had seen the dog bowl. I said, I never knew he did. Have you seen the dog bowl? If I'd seen the dog bowl, mm. I said, I'd never seen he did. Never seen, never knew he did. Mm. God, yeah. I did not deliver that one very well. Why did the ghost go into the bar? Mm. For all the booze. Mhm. Okay. No, you didn't like that one. For all the booze, like the drinking booze, booze and booze. Yeah, double meaning. That's that's a dad joke. I know you. I know you're more of the inappropriate dad okay, joke. So but... I've been saving a Halloween joke. That's it's not a dad say. joke, but it's a joke for dads, as Rick pointed oh, no. out. So if you have kids listening, earmuffs. It's not that bad. <laughs> earmuffs. <laughs> Why don't witches wear underwear? I don't know. Better grip. Oh, my Lord.
Well, that's it for the podcast this week. Uh, good luck on. We weekend, will be everybody. canceled next week. No, no, that was way <laughs> not nearly as bad as last week. Good luck this week. Peace.